Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have some good news for you, some good news and some bad news. Some good news is I just turned 30 about 15 years ago. <laughs> Unfortunately, my 30s are long behind me, um, which uh, I'm not happy about, but it is what it is. So the bad news is that I am old and every day I'm inching one step closer to death. The good news is that um, I did a lot of things wrong and a lot of things right in my 30s. And uh, today I'm gonna tell you about that. I'm gonna give you some advice for people in their 30s or about to be in their 30s. And let me sort of preface this by telling you where I was at when I turned 30, because it was not good. I've talked about this before, but my mom was a very troubled person. A lot of bad things happened to her. Like basically her parents died when she was really young. Her dad was like a horrible, abusive, awful person. And then her mom and dad both died and her brother killed himself and she got sexually assaulted and all this like horrible stuff. And so because of that, she was like a really troubled person. She became an alcoholic, had me when like, I don't know my father. She was like, you know, for whatever reason, decided to have a child with no father. And so, you know, basically she was a mess. Now, to be fair to her, she knew it and she worked really hard on improving herself, but it's really hard to like unwind that much trauma. You know what I mean? Like going through what she went through is going to screw anybody up. Oh, and she was also married four times. She died when she was like 69. She was married three times before the age of like 35, I think. And so from a young age, I was very determined that I wasn't going to be like my mom. Like in high school, I was straight edge and, you know, I didn't do any of the stuff that she did and I didn't party and all that stuff. Well, lo and behold, by the time I was 30, I woke up one day and realized that I had done almost all the same things as my mom. I had basically become my mom. So despite being straight edge in high school, like I got into like drinking and doing drugs and stuff when I was like 29, I started partying a ton. I was drinking like six days a week and doing all kinds of drugs and stuff like that. I had been in a bunch of like failed relationships. My career was just sort of like in limbo. And I was like, oh my God. I have become my mom. You know, I was like 30, 31. I kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, shit, I have become my mom. And I was so mad and disappointed in myself. That's just sort of when it hit me. I was like, man, and I'm like 30, 31 years old. I got to get my shit together. And fortunately I did. I'm going to give you some advice, some things that I did right. And some things that I did wrong in my thirties to give you some advice to hopefully help you avoid making a lot of the same mistakes that I did. Hopefully you will end up on the other side of your 30s in a good place, which I did too, because I did, you know, it took me a little while to figure it out, but I ended up 
you know, by the time I was 40, I was in a great place. Paid off all my student loans, like bought a house, got married, you know, got a kid now. I got to figure it all out. So thing number one, okay, and then basically what it comes down to, your 30s to me is basically about getting your shit together, okay? That's when it's time, like your 20s, all right, like hopefully you don't like waste your 20s like on dumb shit, but I did. Maybe not entirely, but a lot of people did. But the good news is that as long as you focus in your 30s, it is totally possible to get your shit together. So I'm gonna tell you um, three and a half things that you should work on. Number one, your career. Number two, your relationships. Number three, your health. And number four, or three and a half is gonna be a little bonus item that's a little bit abstract, but I think it's important. So number one, your career, okay? Basically, what you gotta do is stop fucking around, okay? If you have sort of realized a little bit too late that you never built a career and you sort of don't really know what you're gonna do, it is not too late to turn things around, but here's what you gotta do. You need to stop fucking around. Okay, focus on one thing. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear this because, you know, they're like, well, I'm a photographer, but I also make music and I'm, uh, I don't know, a bricklayer. <laughs> also, I race motorcycles and I do wedding photography. It is impossible to be good at all of those things. All right, it's not possible. Focus on one thing. And what you should do is focus on one thing that makes money for other people. Okay, this is the key. People will say, put yourself close to revenue. You want to be in a position where you make money for the company, not create costs for the company. In other words, things like sales, anything where you build products. If your time is billed by the hour for your clients, you know, anything like that, you want to put yourself in a position where you're making money for other people. So think about it this way. If the job that you're doing makes $100 an hour for other people, well, you can charge them $75 an hour and you're in good shape, right? Like you would pay someone $75 an hour if they make you $100 an hour, right? But here's the thing. You got to focus, okay? Because you're not getting any younger. And I know it sucks to say that, but it's just the facts. Before you know it, you will be 35. You will be 40 years old. And trust me, the longer you wait to fix this shit, the harder it is. So you can turn things around, but you got to focus. Like in my 30s, I did not have an active social life. I had to make up for lost time. So like all the times that other people were like sleeping in on the weekends or like going to shows or whatever, I didn't do any of that shit. And I'm not saying that you should necessarily do what I did, but you know, if you feel like you're behind the eight ball, well, maybe you need to. And for perspective, when I was 33, I had like $90,000 in student loans, okay? That is fucking scary. I think my payment was like 700 bucks a month or something like that. It was brutal, but I'm glad I did it because I got a degree that enabled me to do what I do now. And to make a long story short, I focused, I hustled really hard. I got a bunch of like freelance gigs in addition to my day job and everything. And I paid all that shit off, I don't know, in maybe like three or four more years. It was tough but I paid it off. And let me tell you how good it feels. I paid my car off. I paid my student loans off. Let me tell you how good it feels to not have any debt. It's worth it. Find some time for shit to enjoy or die of a heart attack in your 50s. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. You hear a lot of people give that kind of advice like, well, don't work too hard. Okay, the number of people who need to be told don't work too hard is so small. Don't worry too much about the story so far, my man. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't worry too much about what video is playing in the background, okay? I'm just playing something for visual stimulation in the background. So that's thing number one. Focus on your career. 
Stop fucking around. This is the time for you to like focus and get your shit together and focus on your money. Okay. I'm just telling you, I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, but you got to stop fucking around. Thing number two is to focus on your relationships because again, what you don't want, this is what uh, Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, would refer to as the danger zone. The ages of say like 27 to, you know, 36 or something like that is the danger zone in, in regard to relationships. This is the point in your life where it is still entirely possible to like get your relationships in order, but the older you get, the harder it is. Okay. This is just, again, this is just the cold truth. The older you get, the more the good ones are taken. Okay. It sucks, but it's true. You know, you're 36 years old. By the time you're 36, most people that you would want to marry are probably already married, right? Or in a long-term relationship, you know, whatever it is. You got to really focus on this. And I'm sorry, but you can't just assume that life is going to work out the way you want it to. You have to focus on, you know, if your relationships are not in the place that you want them to be, you have to focus on that just like anything else. And here is the rule when it comes to relationships is that like attracts like, all right? So like for me, I remember when I was like 30, 31, I was like partying a ton, hanging out with these unstable people that were like drinking seven days a week and, you know, in and out of jail and all this kind of shit. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not like them. I'm just, I just, I'm friends with those people. and I hang out with them on the weekends, but I'm not one of those people. And it's like, well, Really? Because you're hanging out at the same bars that they are. You're doing the same drugs that they are. I never got in trouble with the law, but I definitely could have. So the fact of the matter is that like attracts like. And the kind of people that you choose to associate with says a lot about who you are. If you find yourself in one of these situations where you have a string of failed relationships, like you hear a lot of women get bitter because all the guys that they end up dating are like assholes that treat them badly, or, you know, guys get, you know, bitter about this because they say that all, you know, girls are all crazy and stuff like that. Well, you got to ask yourself, why is this person attracted to me? For me, you know, like when I was like, you know, all the girls that I would date would be these like edgy, like alternative party girl types. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't want to date these kind of girls. Like, please, like, I just want to meet somebody normal. And I was like, well, how would I meet somebody normal? And if I did, why would they want to be with me? Because I'm going to the bar you know, at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Any normal woman is at home in her pajamas getting ready for work tomorrow. Why would she want to be with me? There's no reason, right? So yeah, if you have a string of failed relationships, maybe it's you or you're meeting the wrong people. Exactly. That's my point. That is exactly my point. So when it comes to relationships, remember like attracts like, whether it's, you know, your romantic relationships or your friends, either way, the point is surround yourself with the type of people that you want to be like. And that may mean cutting ties with some people that, you know, are your friends. It might be kind of difficult. It might mean like for me, I remember I made a conscious decision. I was like, you know what? If it's Saturday night and I have the choice of either being home alone tonight, and I, I fucking hate being alone. But if I have the choice of being alone tonight or hanging out with some of these like party girls, I'm going to choose to be alone because I need to like really commit to like being the person that I want to be. And you can't take the easy way out. Sometimes you just got to like white knuckle it, go cold Turkey and make a clean break from the people that you don't want to be like. So, you know, uh, for me, 
I wanted to be around like normal G-rated people. And I was like, well, all right, well, where do those people hang out? I mean, I was getting to the point where I was like, maybe I should start going to church. <laughs> I didn't do that, but I, I really, I really might have considered going to church just for that, you know, just to like meet stable people. I never did it, but I don't think it'd be a bad idea. So that's relationships. Thing number three is you got to think about your physical health because your 30s is when people really let themselves go. A lot of people can kind of skate through things like in their 20s, like as far as like eating badly and not exercising and stuff like that. You know, you can kind of get away with a lot of stuff in your 20s, but in your 30s, that shit catches up with you. And again, the longer you wait to fix these things, the harder it is. Like, can you turn your health around when you're 38? Yes, you definitely can. But it's a lot harder if you wait until then. Now, fortunately, yeah, what you do to your body in your 30s will carry into your 50s. That's right. Now, for me, fortunately, that's one thing I never fucked up. Um, I started working out when I was like working out seriously when I was like 23 and I never stopped. Like even when I was partying a lot and stuff like that, I never stopped working out. And that's and that's why I've never had any serious health issues. Fortunately, I also like I'm not into junk food and stuff like that. But you just got to think, you know, if you're 21 and you're going to the bar three nights a week and like eating pizza and shit like that, maybe you're getting away with it when you're 21. But you're not going to get away with that shit when you're 34 unless you have some kind of like freaky elite genetics. That's when you're going to go to the doctor. Like I know people that are like pre-diabetic you know, when they're 34. So you got to take care of yourself. And the power of habits is real. I'm not going to tell you how to work out and how to eat and stuff like that. Hard to work on my health and my benefits at work are going down the drain year after year. No, you go to the gym and eat right. That's what I'm talking about here. Like you don't need benefits for that. What you choose to eat for lunch every day will make a tremendous difference on your health. You don't need benefits for that. Like don't eat fucking McDonald's for lunch. You know, you got to establish healthy habits in your 30s. That's what it's all about. The real work. Yes. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about is kind of an abstract thing, but this is the most important one of all. It's very hard. It's going to take a lot of work on your part, but this is the most important thing you can do in life, which is to really put some serious effort into identifying your patterns of failure. Because by the time you're in your 30s, you have enough data to sort of look back and go, where did my life consistently go wrong and why? Generally, it's going to fall into one of three categories of like career, relationships, or health. One of those three things. What are the failure patterns there? right? Like, have you sabotaged your career? Have you sabotaged your relationships? Have you sabotaged your health and why? And think about what stories you're telling yourself, because the root of all of these things lies in self-talk. It lies in the things that you were telling yourself that generally are not true. Now there's genetic things, obviously, like, I don't know if you have thyroid cancer. Yeah, that's going to affect you. But more, more often than not, what I'm talking about are the invisible scripts that we give ourselves that are not actually true. For example, a lot of people in the sort of alternative world believe that the world is out to get you. You think that all the authority figures like bosses and at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. 
Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Cops and teachers and stuff like that. You think that they're all out to get you, right? That might be the story you're telling yourself. And so if the failure pattern is that, you know, you get fired from jobs a lot or you don't get promoted because you don't get along with your boss. So you're like, man... I've tried and tried and tried and I can't make more than this much money and I can't get promoted more from this level. Why is that? Oh, it's because I don't get along with my boss. Why don't I get along with my boss? It's because I think that my boss is out to get me. Why do I think that my boss is out to get me? Maybe it's because you have depression. Maybe it's because your dad was an asshole. I don't know. That's the part you need to figure out for yourself. But the point is, we all have these kind of invisible scripts that we tell ourselves. I had an ex that hated cops, doctors, and lawyers. These people are crucial to society. It's true, but we all have these invisible scripts, right? The invisible script that I told myself is like, oh, I'm always going to be a fuck up and a loser because uh, I saw like basically my whole family was, you know? Yes, this is true. Nobody gives a shit about you at that level. They're worried about their own lives. Nobody's out to get you because they don't give a fuck about you. So the invisible script that I told myself is that I was going to be a fuck up and a loser because basically my mom was and like a bunch of my uncles and stuff like all went to prison and shit like that. And I was like, oh, well, that's just like my lot in life. I was just born to be a miserable failure. So um, what's the point of even trying? Then um, once you identify as like a loser, well, then you start acting like one, right? Like, well, why should I even try to do this like constructive, positive thing? Because I'm going to fail anyway because I'm destined to be a loser. So I might as well just like give in and act like a loser. That's sort of the way that I thought. But, you know, somehow or another, I was able to basically stop that thinking and start acting like somebody who, you know, it's fake it till you make it is what it comes down to in a lot of these situations. Like the step one is to identify the invisible script and to identify these patterns of failure. And then step two is to act accordingly. Even if it feels weird, if it feels wrong, if it feels like strange, that's okay. Fake it till you make it. And then what you'll find is that eventually it will start to feel natural. I'm definitely learning to not let past failures inform what I think is possible for the future. Totally true. Totally true. So fake it till you make it is a big one, man. Like even if it feels wrong or it feels weird or it feels unnatural, do it anyway, because obviously what you're doing now is not working. Right. Again, I'm speaking of like if you're in the position of like, I need to get my shit together. Yes. Cognitive behavioral therapy. That's it. CBT. Look it up. Identify the patterns of behavioral thinking and do differently. Don't ever talk to yourself in your internal dialogue differently than how you would talk to someone who you truly care about. It's true. So this internal dialogue is a big one and identifying these failure patterns is a big one. And keep asking why until you get to like the bottom of it. Like, why do I not get along with my boss? Because I don't like authority figures. Why don't I like authority figures? Because my dad was a dick. Why was my dad a dick? Because his dad was a dick. And then you're like, you know what? Okay, so all of this stems from the fact that my dad's dad was an asshole. Well, I'm not going to let the fact that my grandfather was an asshole hold me back from becoming the person that I want to be and achieving the things that I want to achieve. So fuck that. I'm not going to let this dead asshole 
have the power over me, this guy that's been dead for 20 years is not going to, from the fucking grave, dictate my actions. Fuck this. To me, that's how I think about it. Yeah, break the cycle. Do not let other people have power over you because that's the majority of the time these invisible scripts are coming from something that somebody else did in the past. And it is a choice to break free. And it's not easy, right? I put effort into this any day, but this is the most important thing. So if you were in your 30s and you're wondering, oh shit, what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> this is my advice. Number one, focus on your career. Stop fucking around. Focus on one thing. It's not too late to turn things around, but don't wait. That's thing number one. Thing number two, get your relationships in order. And the big thing there is that like attracts like. So act like the people and surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. Thing number three, take care of your health, physical and mental health. Do not let yourself go. Thing number four, identify your failure patterns. Keep asking why until you get to the bottom of those failure patterns and then break that cycle. So that's my advice. It worked for me. I hope it will work for you. The last thing is, um, don't age a day past 30. <laughs> if you're 30 years old, my advice is stop aging right now. <laughs> You'll thank me. Just stop. Just press pause. Don't age another day. That's my advice. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.